welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Get ready to hear stories of someone brave enough to bear it all. Let's get naked. Welcome to the Naked Podcaster. Today I have on Mara Marchesi. <laughs> I practiced that before when we were pre-gaming. Um, you're from Italy and you're in London, so pronounce it the way you really pronounce it. Marchesi. Oh, you did it right, so well, thank you. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but... It, it sounds butchered in American, but I, I love the American accent. So as long as you didn't say Marchese, I'm happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Marchesi if I, had, you know, <laughs> and that was the thing that was funny. I'm like, I love your accent. You're like, I love your accent. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're both like the sexy women that have an accent. This is awesome. Your, yeah. your business is the intuitionqueen.com. Tell us all about it. You have a lot of great stuff. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Jen, for having me here. Um, yeah, so my website is called the intuitionqueen.com because I go by as the intuition queen because um, intuition for me has always played a massive part in my life. And I feel that is how you learn to really listen and tune into yourself and yourself only. And, and you start to be able to make the best decision in your life and uh, and to really follow uh your soul desire so my website is um there, you, you can find my story there and the reason why i became a coach and uh, what are my passions you can see it's extremely colorful <laughs> because i love colors i always love colors and uh, and in through my journey i learned there is this thing called color therapy uh, once I went to do an aura reading and the lady was reading the color of my aura and I was like, what is this? Uh, so from there I got into color therapy and uh, so my, my website is extremely colorful because when I was trying to, was learning actually color therapy, I figured out that there is this thing called Karma Graph where if you put your date of birth through numerology, there is an association to uh, colors. Any number has a color and color therapy talks about how colors affect your emotions, can heal yourself. And so I matched the colors of my date of birth and uh, the color that came out were pink, purple and orange, which are my favorite colors. I was like, of course they are. <laughs> And so everything, my branding is uh, that three colors. So it's just um, very colorful and it's not pink and purple because I work with women. It's just because they are my color and they match perfectly my personality. And so you will see a lot of color. Um, so, and that this is what you see on my website and you, you can find all my coaching packages. I have the coaching packages that last for four months and I have one-off sessions with healing, uh, intuitive sessions, depending on what it is that you need. We can have a free conversation before uh, I do card reading. Um, so it, it really is for everybody's needs. And mainly I focus on uh, helping you to tune into your intuition and help you to use your creativity to follow your purpose because I am the opinion that we all have a purpose here and we are all here to, to do something greater than what we think we're here for. Um, once you learn that, once you learn to listen to that, you know, a thing that you hear in your mind and that uh, feelings that you have in your body when they tell you do this and do that, 
um, then like, your life changes forever. And uh, I talk a lot with people that are so frustrated with it, what they do and they're 95, they're confined into uh, having to do something for someone else that not necessarily matches who they are, their vibration. And so I was one of them to be like, I know I can be more, I like this job, but... And then I started to be like, I don't actually like this job at all. <laughs> and I know what it means to understand that the more you get interested into something, um, you want to pursue that, but then you're afraid you're not going to make it. You're not going to make enough money. How are you going to do that? Are you good enough? How, how can I be that person? And so this is the reason why I do what I do. And uh, in my uh, website, you can also find my podcast. Uh, I have a podcast which is called Intuitive Queens and uh, I share the story of a lot of other women that at some point have followed their intuition and changed completely their career and learned to be themselves unapologetically and now they're helping other people and uh, there, is, there is a ton, tons of stories uh, in all kind of ways so my, my, my goal is to inspire as many people as possible and to maybe relate to one of them or more of them and be like okay if that happened to her or her it happened to me i'm not alone i can do that too i can change my life i can be happier um so that is the purpose and then you have a blog you find a little bit of uh, what i like to write my english sometimes doesn't make sense but <laughs> forgive me <laughs> so sometimes i get caught into what i want to write and so i just go out as it is i hope you understand what i say but people tell me they do so <laughs> you you so i when i was cyber stalking you i went onto the website first and i was reading and i was like oh there's a couple typos like because i proofread uh, like mm -hmm. as a side, yeah, I love proofreading. So, and then, but then I got down, I was like, these aren't necessarily typos. This is another language. She's translating. And so mm -hmm. I, I, as I read that first page, I was like, oh, this is, where is she from? And so I was trying to figure it out because instantly, and people are, I mean, if I have a job proofreading, then I'm super picky about language and words and punctuation, right? not that that making that perfect doesn't make a good co good content though mm. you can have great content with some screw-ups in it that people like a lot better than the perfect one yeah I agree. but people are people should be very forgiving about that i was like oh she well you spell color c-o-l-o-u-r uh, that's a british spelling yeah. oh, right right and so i i was like oh right there i knew i knew that that was <laughs> like okay <laughs> this is so I, it's so interesting how, why would people judge that? Like you yeah. not spelling well, something. No, I know you. sometimes like I get my friends to kind of read the copy of my podcast, but then most of my friends don't do what I do. So they yeah. kind of like change a couple of things just because sometimes I, I know that my being Italian, we have long sentences. So I tend to, oh. although I've been here for over 10 years now, you know, I still have this long way of talking. So sometimes I'm like, okay, can you just put the punctuation wherever it's needed? Because I know sometimes I, I get lost in that. Uh -huh. um, so they do, but then not necessarily it's, I don't even want it to be the perfect English because when you right. hear me talking, you hear I'm not perfect in the English. And, and so I want you to feel 
me and yep. the way I am. So it's okay if there is a mistake. I hope you you guys understand. Oh no, I and that was just it. I was like, oh, this is awesome. I think once you figure out where yeah. it's coming from, it's like not a big deal at all. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah, because I have a lot of Americans like in between like uh, guests and uh, and clients, and I'm like, yeah, British. So I'm 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 in Britain, so spelling is is different for a lot of words. Yep. Yep. And it's very endearing. I worked for a company out of Australia and he wanted me to go through and read all. And I said, I, do you want me to do it? Like I'm an American because we don't speak the same. Yeah. The, the cadence, the tone, like you said, you have long sentences. So I'm going to do it. And it's going to sound like butchered Australian. It's going to sound terrible. Mm. It'll be like, perfect but is that really the way you want it? So we had to come at it from a different point of view. And I mentioned to you, I was in London in November. We could have hung out and had coffee. I know. Next time. (laughs) Next time. Or if I come to California. Yes. Yes. So you also offer, um, workshops online. You have, you have one, it says let's vision board your dream career. Yes, which I did uh, not long yeah. ago. Yeah, well, um, everything started, the online workshop actually, everything started because of the coronavirus. And obviously right. everybody started to go online. And I was at a point where I was trying to figure out the right place to do workshops. And uh, I actually found one, but then I had to go to Australia because I was nominated as a finalist for an award from my coaching academy. So I was I was like, okay, talking to the manager of the place, it's like, okay, when I come back in April, we'll uh, deal with it. <laughs> and then, uh, no, because obviously everything shut down. So I started to do it online. Um, and so I started to do workshops online and uh, for some things it's just easier and um, the result is the same. I can catch more people because I can catch the Australians and the Americans. I can catch the Europeans. And it's just a different variety of, uh, of people because when you do it live here, of course, only the people that live in London can come. Uh, yeah. When you do it online, you really have um, different flavors because people are from all over. And uh, it, it just what they share and uh, just the culture they believe is so different. Uh, and, and, and I just love it because I love to be surrounded by different people, different cultures. And it's the, one of the reasons why I moved to London. Um, so, yeah. And, and so from that moment, I continue to do workshops online. How I love that, because I think it's great. I mean, yes, I think being in a workshop with a variety of people would be so much more fun mm. for as a participant, yeah. right? How many people are, when you're working with women, I'm guessing, it would be my guess, that they kind of know what their purpose is and what they want to do, but is it often that it's a total surprise or do they, are they like, I knew you were going to say that, but I'm afraid to. Mm, it, it, there are two kind of women the ones that kind of know what it is but yeah and the ones that have no clue uh but they they know they have to do something different they know so normally it's i know i want to help people so it's a very general topic and they have no understanding of what exactly they want to do and how uh, so it, it is a process of really figuring out exactly 
you can tell from what they talk about mm-hmm. where they're aiming to but especially at the beginning maybe you throw in something like i'd be considered yeah so the beginning is always not the right time i, I try to maybe kind of direct because when you coach you learn you learn that words are super important mm-hmm. and they tell a lot about you and what you want but the person that is being coached not necessarily understand that feels that and wants to get there yet yeah so it's a it's a process of like trying to figure out if what you put out there and your flat back can be absorbed straight away and uh, and just help them going towards that route or there is something else that needs to be worked on before they actually go there. So it, it depends. The majority is, I know I want to be more. I know I want to do more. I want to help people. Right. So there is a big umbrella there. And then as you go, then you figure out which people, how. and Yeah, the world can't be your avatar. Everyone in exactly. the world is my perfect client. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> <A bit> complicated. <laughs> you, you got to dig a little bit deeper than that. That's yeah. awesome. How connected are, uh, I'm so fascinated about the color therapy based on your birth date. I've got to tell you mm. how connected is that? And a card reading, do you try to implement those things in the beginning? I'm sure it depends on people specifically. So, um, cards reading, it's like, why I am doing coaching sessions might be that I pick a card at the end of the session or it depends on the situation because I don't have set rules that we start the call, we start the call with I pick a card and then I pick a card at the end to see the difference. No, it, it's how I feel. Normally it's towards the end just to give you that little boost like, okay, so we talked about this, look what, what came up. Mm. So it's just like kind of a confirmation. Uh, color therapy, it's more about depending on what's coming up in terms of fears and emotions. Um, and so when someone talks to me about, I don't know, guilt or uh, not having boundaries, then at that point, uh, it normally happens a little bit in in the middle of the session or the program. Uh, I start to suggest, okay, well, then maybe start wearing this color or start cooking with this color because every color, uh, and it's a combination of color therapy and uh, and Reiki, really. Mm -hmm. Every color is related to an emotion and is avoided by people for certain situations. So if you're feeling guilt, you might need to work with orange and yellow um because that's where the chakra is and you might refuse a certain color because you have a certain emotion so Ah. it really depends on uh, what people say and then uh, i throw in like colors and music uh, and uh because uh for me everything is uh comes from the body the body is the place where we get all the information then we decide not to listen but really, there is no other place where you can have all the information that you need about yourself and how to move forward. And so senses for me are super important. And what I want to do is to wake you up. 
mm. and awaken your senses and so music it's one of them like you're listening to the music and that sentence stuck to you and why is that sentence sticking to you right now uh, so there is a like and I want to have the coaching session fun because inner work it's sometimes very difficult to deal mm -hmm. with and so I don't want to be very straight. I want the, my clients to feel they are doing the work and at the same time they're having fun and they're discovering things about themselves that not necessarily they were thinking about it because color therapy, it's not something that people think about. No. They say, oh, but look, this emotion is related to this. Why don't you try this? Uh, and they come back to me and they're like, oh my God. I, yeah. I did this and I feel so much better and you were right and I started to feel this and now my creativity so I like to kind of surprise them because we get into the um, usual uh, passions you know uh, maybe it's dancing maybe but you do dancing you don't think some people don't think much about the music don't think about how the body moving actually is creating that intuitive messages that you need and so this is what I try to get them to understand. Your body is the place where everything happens and that you get all the emotions. Uh, ache in your leg means something. It's not just because you have pain in your leg. That means something for you. So be curious about it. What is it that you're trying to tell me? Ask your body. And it's a difficult um, place to get my clients to, especially the ones that are very much in their head and they don't think they are intuitive. They don't think they are creative. That is something like, how can like, you know, my body aching be something for me to know about it? Just like, I need to take a pill. I'm like, no, listen. no, no. <laughs> we get there, you know? So, yeah, and, yeah. That, and I love the surprise when they realize that actually that is a thing. It's real. And they can finally talk to their body and, uh, and get all the information that they need and take the steps that they need to move forward. I just love the integration of color into it. Like when you, when I read it, it was like, okay, I don't quite get it. And when you said it, I was like, no way. <laughs> this is so exciting. Yeah. And when I had to do my branding and my friend get, did the logo for me, he's a graphic designer. I was like, oh, okay, so now we do it black and we do it white. I'm like, no, now you do it. The three colors. No, but there's too much color. I'm like, no. No. They have a meaning. <laughs> they have a meaning. So one is creativity. Orange is creativity. Magenta is love. And purple is intuition. This is what I'm all about. So this right. is my logo and these are my colors. It's, I have to stand my ground because the expert will tell me, no, you know, the color palette doesn't work. I'm like, uh, I don't care about the color palette. This is my color palette. <laughs> it's kind of like when we were just talking about your wording. Mm -hmm. You know, why, why are you correcting it to make it perfect in the eyes of how people think it should be? If you're from Italy and you're speaking English and the language that you're writing in or the way you're writing is a little bit different, why would you change that to make it yeah. so that it looks good for me yeah. as the proofreader? Yeah, it's the same with the colors. I love this. So you have a free guide and you do a free initial call. So people, mm -hmm. we have all of the, everything in the show notes so people can find it. And I love that you, you mentioned on your landing page, the mind, the body and the spirit. So very holistic, like, and you've been talking about that, but I love yeah. that word because it's, it's everything about who you are. It's not, 
this problem, I don't know what I should do with my life. It's, well, let's look at the whole picture. Mm, yeah. For me, they get together and it took me time to understand this. Uh, but the more I do this, uh, this job and the more I help women, the mm. more I also see it uh, on myself. You know, I know that I, if I feel stuck in my energy, I need to move my body. It's nothing to do with what I'm thinking is my body needs to move because you need to change your energy. And sometimes it's my mindset, but I need to move and I need to do stuff. And, you know, um, everything is correlated. We try yeah. to, to box it in uh, and say it's not, but we are correlated. Mind, body and spirit are basically one thing. And you yeah. need to help yourself and be healthy in all of them. Right. Let's go back in your story because we already know you live in London and you're from Italy and those are two different places for people who yeah. are confused about geography. <laughs> talk, talk, take us through that. Yeah, well, so I grew up in Milan um, and uh, I was working in advertising and I was pretty happy. I had a boyfriend, uh, you know, usual life, but I always had this thing that I wanted to discover, learn. So since I was younger, I, I wanted to travel. Uh, at a time where taking a flight wasn't that easy, where it was super expensive to go anywhere. But I always had this thing like, I want to learn more, I want to discover. Um, so I found myself at the point where I had a good job and I had a boyfriend and uh, I was bored because life was getting into that, uh, you know, you have a boyfriend, you have a good job. And next step is you go live together because you have to have a family. And just thinking about it really will make me feel like oh, I cannot breathe. And at that point, I was 27 years old. Um, and I had been to London before and I knew I had this feeling that London was my place. I couldn't explain it. It was a feeling that I didn't have in any other city I had gone to, but every time I was coming here, which was a lot because I love music and I was coming here for a lot of uh, concerts, um, there had, had this feeling, I was like, I need to move. But that was when I was 14 because I came here to study for two weeks and I went to my mom and I said, when I turn 18, I'm gonna move to London. She was like, yeah, right. And that didn't <laughs> happen when I turned 18. But I got to a point where I just was like, this cannot be my life. This cannot be it. This, this cannot be that I do this job forever, although I like it because I, I was an accountant in an advertising agency and I was managing clients. I loved it. Um, I had a boyfriend that was really nice, but I was like... I just don't want to get into the now we're going to get together, moving together and going to have kids. I, this is not me. And then all of a sudden, at some point, this feeling just came out and I kept pushing it down before. Um, but at some point I just couldn't. And so I left everything. I said to my boyfriend, well, <laughs> um, you know, um, I'm going to move to London. <laughs> and, um, and I said to my mom, I'm moving. And I did. Uh, I didn't know anybody here. And I just packed up and gone. 
So let's go back to that conversation, though. Those conversations, you're, you'd kind of prepared your mom, at least when you were 14, <laughs> of the well, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew it. She, she knew it. London was one of the places that I would come at least once a year because we only tell where it's flight apart, so it's not too much of a big deal. Uh, because of the story of the concerts, but really is because I wanted to be here. <laughs> um, I well, with my mom, I always had a very controversial um, relationship. Um, my parents have a very old mindset, and mm-hmm. um, so I always change up because I wanted more. I had this thing I wanted more, like a bigger, a, a bigger salary, a better position. And they could never understand why I had to do this when I had a good, secure, safe job and people loved me. And I was like, yeah, I just want more. And so I had a very, very um, confrontational relationship with my mom. We were arguing a lot. So when I decided, it was actually a moment in which I was trying to leave my parents' home to go live by myself because I had enough. Mm. Uh, of arguing with my mom for reasons that had nothing to do with me. Uh, I can tell you that now. <laughs> I couldn't tell you that then. Right. And, and so I just was really in a place where I was like, I, I just cannot live in this way. I need to move out. I need to find a place in Milan. And in finding the place in Milan, people that knew me were like, what are you doing? Why don't you move to London? I was like, oh, come on, guys. I have a boyfriend. Like, yeah, boyfriends don't stay forever young and that was just what I didn't want to hear because I know exactly what that meant and I know exactly where I wanted to go but I think that the universe at some point really pushes you to make you do what you're supposed to do because it was the beginning of Facebook for us in Italy and all of these people that I had lost uh, popped up and everybody was like oh are you not in London I was like oh my god really Oh, I thought you, well, you've been talking about London forever. Like I thought you, you, wow. you by then I was like, okay. And this feeling that I had inside of me all of a sudden just came up and I couldn't contain it. And at some point I said to myself, you know what? I just have to go. And I did it. And so I didn't know how to say it to my boyfriend because it was actually a really nice guy and we had a really nice relationship, but this feeling made me realize that I didn't really want to get into the let's move in together kids family stuff I was like no this is not happening right now and so one day it was like okay we need to talk because you're weird like you're just behaving different what's going on I was like okay yeah let's just find a nice place it's like no and he parked the car on the side of the street, I was like, okay, now talk to me, what's going on? And I just blurted out and I said, I want to move to London and I want to move to London by myself. And the moment that I said it, I'm like, oh my God, this was not supposed to happen. I wasn't, I had prepared how to talk to him because the last thing that I wanted was to hurt him. And it just literally came out of my mouth. And the moment I said it, I was like, oh my God, I said it not exactly how I wanted to and and he was in shock um and uh, yeah and so from there then tried to patch things up but the thing was that he didn't want to move and I was like Mm. the reality is that I want to move by myself 
like I didn't ask you because I just want I know I need to do this by myself and and it was the best decision of my life although I know I hurt him but then he got married like a year or two after so he's <laughs> good he's all good yeah, yeah exactly well it's so hard when it's I mean especially a good relationship there's nothing wrong with it you know if it had been a dysfunctional relationship and you had said bye then we would have all been like good job good job but when there's nothing wrong with it except that you don't want to I think it's well I say a good relationship but it, it wasn't a good relationship because none of us were really being themselves because you know like I I was being half of myself and it was being half of himself because he had known me before with my previous boyfriend so he knew what I didn't want so was trying not to be in a way that probably would have been and so I think none of us were really happy and were really ourselves just we didn't have the awareness to understand that Uh, I didn't what I knew was this pull towards moving to another city that to me was like the only thing I have to do. And then everything else will come. Like, I don't know. I just had this thing. Like, I just have to go. I I love it. I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's so cool that your friends that popped up that knew you were like, what are you doing with your life? Cause they didn't have all of the emotional baggage of that last 12 years since you were 14 or when you were talking about it before but your mom and your boyfriend were like what is wrong with you (laughs) it's so it's so different now I also think it's interesting that he didn't really want to go but you didn't want him there and that probably hurt his feelings too oh no well to me that was always like I don't know and probably that was because my first relationship I had a boyfriend for 10 years before and uh, he was really jealous and so I learned what I didn't want with him and I was like hey no okay don't 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 box me in I'm a free spirit and I know now what it means at that point I knew I wanted to feel free in a relationship although being loyal and all that but I wanted to feel free and there were things about him that were trying to, you know, mm-hmm. put me and I think not being very conscious what it was, but my soul knew it. And so it was like, okay, just go. Yeah. <laughs> go and you before did. it's too late. Yeah. So you've, you moved to London and everything's been perfect since then. <laughs> not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did you know where you were going to live? Where- I mean, what did you have planned before you left? Because I've done similar oh, things. I'm, the thing is that I'm not a planner. Yeah. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a person that goes by intuition. So <laughs> I go where my body and my mind tell me to go. So I had planned really little because in my mind, it would have not been difficult to find a job in advertising considering that at that time I was speaking four languages. Um, so, and I was coming from Milan, so come on. Ta-da! Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, you know, I speak four languages, so why wouldn't they want me? Uh, so what I, what I did, I knew a couple of people, but they weren't the friends, people that I met through other situations. So I, I used an agency to come here and, uh, and then I started to move places that I actually wanted to be but work-wise was actually the most difficult I think I was a little bit naive and and too young at the time to understand what you do when you have to move country and you need to find a job because I 
started to, I couldn't really stay home for like a month looking for a job. Like a lot of friends that I then met along the way did. I, I had some savings and obviously when you convert from euro to pounds, you lose a lot of money because the pound has always been stronger than the euro. And so my savings that looked like a lot became a little. <laughs> and so I knew I had to find a job. So I was like, okay, well, I can, in the meantime, find a job, find a job as a sales assistant in the shop, and then I'll find a job. But the problem was in find, looking at a job, uh, for a job in advertising, every time I was going to an interview, they will say, oh, you know, you came second because this person. And I realized that the reality in here was very, very different. Someone of my age in London was already like a director. In Italy, you almost had just started. And so this was like, I, I had to talk to people that were going to hire me that were younger than me, but like five years younger. And so that was one thing. I think I can tell you now that I didn't believe in myself much. And I think that showed. And uh, so I always came second or that, that's what they said. And so I had to just find a job. So I started working for the Museum of Modern Art, um, selling audio guides. And I felt wasted for two years because uh, that was not the job that I planned in my head. Uh, I had the most fun and that's where I met a lot of people that were doing self-development as well. So I could actually cope with it but my salary was nothing so I spent like the first two years really struggling to try to figure out how to get out and find a good job and uh, make money because this is what I was here for and uh, so it was really difficult for me but coming from a luck mindset family mm -hmm. that really was my challenge and that really put me into understanding what it means to work on your luck mindset and money mindset uh, also because a friend of mine gave me the secret told me to read the secret before I moved and I did and I was like oh my god what is this and so that led me to go into self-development and wanting to learn more and wanting to understand what is this thing how can you change your life how do you do, how do you manifest? Mm. What is manifestation? I need to manifest. Of course I need to do this. Like that's, a, that's what I'm here for. I'm not going to go back to Italy saying, oh, sorry, that was a mistake. I have to make it. And your parents' mindset was really the post-World War II, you, you pick something, you find a place to work, yeah. you stay there indefinitely. Oh, You're yeah. grateful yeah, for, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I can understand that's a pretty vast difference. The secret is that's awesome. <laughs> so you're working a job that you don't love at all. And I really like when you wrote to me, you talked a lot about like you admit that you lack the mindset and the mm -hmm. self-esteem. So what happened after that? I mean, and how long ago was this? How many years ago did you move? So to that London? was 10 years ago. Ten. Okay. Yeah. So, well, through this, I was hooked to all of the self-development and mentors and uh, Tony Robbins, Jack Canfield, uh, yeah. you name it. I, so what I was doing, I was going home and watch their videos, read their books and try to use those techniques towards myself. And I learned that they were actually working, but I had a long journey to go through. I didn't know that. 
but slowly, slowly, I managed to, you know, take a step forward and better myself. And then I changed and then I started to work in an office and then I got a better salary. And then I started to be like, Oh my God, I'm good at this. And I started to win uh, things at work. And I'm like, okay, I'm good. So through this, I started to use those techniques also to people and people started to come to me to talk, to feel better. To mm-hmm. the point that some of my friends are like, Mara, you probably should become one of those guys because like, you're good at this. I was like, no, it's okay. I mean, like, I just like it. But because I started to hear this from so many people, at some point I was like, okay, wait a minute. Those people are making so much money doing what something that they, what I realized was that I was more happy of them being happy after they talked to me. And I realized this, there was this effect. It was just like a thing that, okay, yeah, I told you a good thing. You go, you're happy. And I go, I actually had a deep sense of happiness that I never had before. And so I was like, wait a second, people are actually doing this job and they're traveling the world, which is what I always wanted to do, speaking around, which is always is something I always wanted to do, creating things for other people and they're getting paid for it. What about I actually make this happen? Mm-hmm. So I started to say, I want to be a life coach. But the thing is that again, like when you're from saying it to do it, <laughs> there, 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 there's a lot of things happening because at that point, then I was also finally making money in my job. And so I was hooked to the, mm. okay, I, I finally made it. So now, I'm going to use this money to go on holiday because I couldn't go properly on holiday for this many years. And I'm going to buy the shoes and I'm going to do this because I couldn't before. Yep. And so I was using my money for other reasons, for materialistic reason. And I wasn't thinking on investing on myself also because I couldn't find a course that would make sense for me. And, you know, courses like this, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So I kept on saying, I want to be a life. Oh yeah. Yeah. One day. Oh yes. Oh yes. And then my dad passed away quite suddenly. And, uh, I remember that I just felt like some, like the ground below me completely fell and I was falling and I realized that I, if, cause this, the next thought was like, what if my mom passes away tomorrow? Because my dad was okay. Oh. It wasn't in like a hundred percent good health, but from what I knew, he didn't have things for which he could pass away. Uh, but obviously he got an infection to his heart because he had heart problems. And so for me it was like, oh my God, like I started to really feel into the life uh, is short. Like to me that beca- became something that I felt. And I was like, we are thinking that we have all the time in the world. What if my mom passes away tomorrow? I have nobody, I have nothing. And I haven't made my life happen. Like I'm here wasting my time. I started to have this feeling of urgency of mm-hmm. having to make my life happen. And so I allow myself to heal in that year after my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. And the year after, so I started to do Reiki. Um, Oh, and okay. I started to go into this like energy thing because I have a friend in Italy that has an holistic center and she was like come and do the first like, level of Reiki like after six months and my dad passed away she was like I think you're ready now come 
and actually that really helped me and so I started to feel like okay what is it that I need to really and I started to go more deeply into this uh, energy thing and uh, releasing emotion and I was already coming from self-development where they were talking about releasing fear or releasing limiting beliefs so I started to actually act upon this and so a year after I found the course uh, which is called Beauty for You Coaching Academy there in Australia six months online program so I could manage myself as I wanted made by women for women holistic spiritual which is what exactly what I wanted and uh, I took it and then from there I was like okay now it is now I have to become a coach and I have to make my life happen and I want my life to be in this and this and this way and so so I did I love how detached you were to your own intuition like you had all of these I think we all get like big signs you know, it's like when you're driving on the freeway and it's like, turn here. And we're like, yeah, I'll go to the next one. You know, we're like that intuitive. I, I'm definitely like that intuitively where I'm like, yeah, maybe next time. Mm. And you were doing the exact same thing. So I love how much you felt like you were stuck in that. And yeah. You, all these well, because signs. I was hooked to this money thing, like, yeah. because I always struggled with money before and I came from a big struggle when I moved here, especially. Yeah. Uh, so to, it, it, I, I, it's kind of like it was the confirmation that I was good making money. And I was like, so if I buy that bag, then it means I'm good. So, you know, and you know, when you're surrounded by other friends that have a job in Facebook and Google and all this big brand where they can make all the money they want and you go out for dinner and you feel less. Yeah. And that's how I felt. You know, so once I started to make money, even if I wasn't making anything near them, um, I started to be like, oh yeah, I'm part of you. Like I can uh -huh. actually use my money now. Like I can come for dinner, spend, I don't know, 50 pounds. Um, right. or I can buy a bag that is like 300 or whatever, you know? Um, and so this was the thing. It was trying to fit in into a group of people that to me matter at that time. Yeah. And so I was kind of pushing away the part inside of me that was saying, this is where you need to go. Make your life happen. I was like, this is making my life happen. You know, see, <laughs> see my bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's hard because you, I mean, money does make things easier and it is scary to not have it. So I think yeah. most people can relate to that and it does feel good to feel like you're doing something of success. It just depends on your definition of success, right? Exactly. Yeah. What did your, and I've been to London. So if anybody, whether you have or haven't, <laughs> Reno, Nevada, not super fashionable place to live. Okay. So when I was flying to London, people were like, they dress really nicely there with a lot more okay. color. And I'm like, well, I'm not buying anything to go on this trip. I'm going to wear my stuff that I always wear and it's going to be fine. But I remember having it explained to me and feeling like I'm going to get there and look like a bum because, <laughs> and what I realized is like people probably didn't notice that, but the fashion in London is top notch everywhere i looked i was like oh my god no. and i it's not like oh they dress nicer it's a completely different world in london compared to here in the states Dif okay. so well, i have a different perspective because really I 
Me? Yeah. So okay, I'm okay. Ready. Yeah, London is cool, but they don't dress so well. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so great. I come from Milan. Milan is, is the capital of fashion, and I was yeah. subject to old fashion things. So when I moved here, I was like, the good thing about living in London is that nobody really cares what you wear. And I seen people going out with the pajamas or yeah. whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. Nobody looks at you. If you are in Italy, people will stare at you if you're dressed in a way that is not good. And so that thing is good because one day you can just dress as you want and like and match colors as you like and nobody's going to be like, she's weird. Um, if you do that in it, maybe not now, but when I was living in Italy, it was more like you have to kind of fit in to the very good, well-dressed uh, and be fashionable and use the things that are actually in fashion right now. Because if you use something from three years ago, you're out of fashion. So you're a loser. <laughs> So no, wow. well, I don't know. I have a different opinion. Like to me, yes, there are some things that are good here, but I wouldn't, I'm, I'm not that one that I always go back home to buy the clothes that really matter to me. I, yeah. Such or go to Italian brands here. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, some things, but some others are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's so interesting how different our perspectives are yeah. because compared to the U S especially here, we are not well-dressed. We don't, we don't think about details. We're not fashion mm. forward. We're kind of like everybody do your own thing. Mm. And so that's a really interesting perspective. That's great. Well, I didn't care because I wasn't sh going to shop to try to fit in for my four days. So <laughs> I didn't care. If I went to Milan though, we'd have to take your closet. That's all. That's the only okay. thing. Okay. Give me a call. I'll tell Perfect. You. <laughs> okay. That's good. So you jump into this course how many of your friends at that point, because when you were in Milan and your friends were like, what are you doing? How many of your friends now at this point were like, finally, you're doing what we thought you would do? Well, um, moving here meant that a lot of uh, people that I knew in Italy, uh, I lost them through the time. But the ones that stuck with me were like, yeah, of course, do it because you are meant to do this. Like everybody that all of my friends are like, finally, yeah, finally. Yeah. Of course. Like, I think we, we don't why see Why did ourselves. you not do this? Yeah. yeah. They were like, why did you not do this before? Right. <laughs> because, um, yeah, no, no. Everybody was like, of course, this is, this is you. And that was like five years ago. You finished a few years ago with your training. So let's bridge that gap because you're, I mean, you really found, it seems to me, you really found these niches that are unique to you and to what you love, like the color. I mean, you, people do card readings. That's fine. Mm -hmm. You do them in a different way. And then you integrate color into your coaching, which is a really unique, different thing. It's a draw to you. Yeah. Talk to me about the last few years, how you kind of found your place within this so when I was so I started the course in 2017 and I ended it in 2017 and so um, when they were asking what kind of niche you want to what kind of coach mm -hmm. you want to be you have to go through some questions and I was like of course I need to be an intuitive and creative coach although now I call myself a life purpose coach because like intuitive and creative coach doesn't necessarily tell you that I am taking you to your purpose so with my right. coach in April we decided that we had it to be a little bit more clearer 
Um, so, and to me, that was important. At the beginning, I wanted to coach creative people, but then I soon realized that creative people don't have much money and they don't really want to invest in a coach that has a program. So I was still working at the time. And so I took a break, uh, for, and then I went to Arizona to go to, um, seminar with Jack Canfield and mm-hmm. I went to do breakthrough to success because yep. I was like okay there's no point in me struggling to try to get clients because I want to leave my job I think I need to pause for a moment I go there and see what happens and then I restructure myself from there and this is what I did so I went there it was the most amazing experience I had been wanting to work with Jack Canfield forever and uh, it was so amazing and I got so many good insights. I met so many amazing people. I'm still in touch with them. And um, so when I went back, I started to coach with, with a coach. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started to figure out exactly who I wanted to coach. And that's where I realized with the help also of people, I have a friend that is a channeler. Uh, she gave me the name, the intuition queen. She was like, Mari, you don't realize, but your intuition is not like anybody else. Your intuition is more powerful. I was like, what do you mean? Like you have it. She was like, no. So she's like, go ask your friends because you, your intuition is your power because Mm. it's, it's higher than anybody else. And I learned that now I understand what she meant. But at, at that time I was like, it's like you, you know, um, you are as creative and intuitive as, as I am. She's like, no, you, no, no, that's your thing. And so I started to decide to, I wanted to work with women. And then I started to understand that I wanted them to basically find their purpose because I started to be like, okay, I want them to feel like I do. I want them to stop searching for the better position and the most paid job and be sick of what they do and be frustrated be like empty and you know because when you are in that space then also your relationship are going to be a disaster and everything else in your life like not necessarily straight away but with time when you take you make decision based on something that doesn't belong to you then that's what happens so that's how I'm started so i i started working with a coach to help me actually because i w- i had no idea how to create a business how do you create a business i always work with someone else and so i i worked with an executive coach and uh, in april last year 2019 i things happened at work i could couldn't i couldn't stay there anymore like uh they were really playing with me and uh, I had decided to leave in June because I had my financial, financial plan. You know, I saved this much money and then by then I will have enough clients to, because this is what everybody tells you, you know, yep. start on the side. And then once you have the same amount of money that you earn with the clients that, that you have, then you can leave your job. So this is where I was trying, what I was trying to do. But things happen at work. I couldn't go there because it was such a toxic environment. And one day I started to go to the park because I was crossing the park to go to work. And I felt like a voice coming from my, because this is how I feel my intuition. I feel it in my body and normally I feel it in my belly. But it became like a voice, like a whisper, like just leave. 
and I stopped and I looked back. I'm like, who is he talking to? (laughs) (laughs) And I kept going and I felt it again. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, no, not now. And I kept feeling it until I, I said, okay, okay, universe, I'll leave. And then I work out in the last 10 minutes of walk that I had to go to work. I work out when to leave. So this happened in the middle of February. Okay. So I worked out that if I gave my notice at the end of March, then I would have been paid my, my bonus for the three months. Okay. And then there were the history holidays. So if I took some holidays, I didn't have to actually give a month notice. It would have been like two, two weeks and a couple of days. So I wrote this plan out. I asked my holidays and, uh, and then at the end of the March, I gave my notice and I left my job. And uh, yeah, I said, and then from there, I, I started to create uh, my, my coaching business. And that's where other struggles came up because when I said that to my mom, my mom went absolutely crazy. She, she yelled at me. She, and I, I wanted help from her. I was like, you know, I have my savings, but maybe you can help. Like, you know, like you can lend me money. I'll I'll give it back to you. And I couldn't even say anything like that. She was like, don't you ever ask me money? And uh, so I went through all of like, I'm not talking to her. I need to, you know, make my business something important. So I focus on my business and I was having clients and not, and I was having doubts. So it, I started to create the structure and I started to have a couple of clients, but there was something that wasn't aligned. I didn't feel, I wasn't sure I had to coach women. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And then I started to run out of money. <laughs> and then I'm like, what do I do? And I didn't want to look for a job. When I left my job, I started to ask recruiters if they could find me a part-time position in what I was doing. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like if I find a part-time, then I can still do that. And they're like, Mara, there isn't a position like yours that it, that is part-time. It's, it's only full-time. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to leave. And so I got to a point uh, after a few months where I had to face the fact that I needed the money, which means that I had to find a job. And I was terrified to find a bad boss again. Mm-hmm. I was terrified to go back into a toxic environment because working in properties, people don't know anything about self-development. They're not aware. It's all about the money. So you can imagine the culture around that. And so I was like, how oh, am I going to do this? If I start to work part-time, then I'm, I'm not going to be able to have the right energy. So I started to go into this thinking and then I was doing a course in, on money mindset and this lady was like, why don't you go and talk to your mom? And I was like, cause I don't want to talk to her. And she was like, but maybe you can go and get your money. Cause I had some money in Italy and that can make you feel a little bit better until you find a job. And once I made that decision, I found a job with an amazing woman mm. part-time close to home where they treat me like, I've never been treated in a job before because I had to change my energy. So what I did was taking action, but also, you know, 
all the teachings from Abram Hicks and uh, Gabby Burstein and all of them saying, you know, you have to raise your vibrations and you have to, when you are in deep fear, that's when you need to do your work because you need to work on your shadows and you need to raise your energy. And I was like, how do I do this? I'm waking up thinking, how do I pay the rent? Yeah. And so I started meditating. I started watching friends to laugh. I was like, I need to stop, snap out of this fear that I have. So, okay, let me watch an episode of Friends so that I laugh. And then I can actually look for a job or I can do, I can work on my podcast. I can do this and I can do that. And that was magical because I learned what it really means to raise your vibrations. I really realized, so I found this job out of the blue because this guy, this recruiter calls me up saying, Amara, I have a job for you. I don't know if you're interested. I saw on LinkedIn that you left. I'm like, actually, I'm looking for a part-time job. And he's like, oh my God, I just went out with a guy, with a client for lunch. Let me introduce you to him. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't get, I actually, he, he gave me two options. They both chose me and I chose the woman just because I had a better feeling about her. And, and then I decided to go home, speak to my mom. And that's where I had the closure. And that's oh. where I stopped thinking that she has to do things for me. And, and I think there was the whole year for me was, yes, creating the structure for my business and starting to have clients. Mm-hmm. But all this not feeling sure was because I really had to work on uh, myself and the relationship with my mom and stopping expecting my mom to take care of me mm. stopping expecting her to behave like I wish she would behave and so I had a lot of closures and my energy just changed completely and then the new year started and uh, everything changed I'm so excited. This is so great. You know what I love is that it's such a reminder that just because when you're a coach and you are really, really good at what you do, it doesn't mean that you have everything figured out all the time. I know. And that it constantly changes. And I used to get mad, like, why are we talking about that same thing again? Like, (laughs) let's all get over that and move on. Because in energy (laughs) work, you, you know, you have to make sure something is really taken care of yeah I mean like the lesson is always gonna come up again and again until you work on it completely and you let go of it and you know sometimes especially when it happens to you like yeah no I'm done like I worked on this and then that it's coming back and so yeah I feel that last year for me was really the year where I got a lot of closures on all the unfinished business and all of the mindset that I was bringing back from back in the years and back from my family and all that. And now it's like, yes, yeah, so I still do have to work on my mindset and my energy. That's a constant It's never going to go away, but it's a different way. I believe in myself in a different way. Like I yep. see myself in a different way. Mara, thank you so much for being on today. This was really exceptional. I'm so happy. Thank you. Thank you. I, I love sharing my story with you.